Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Time to cross the bridge with Mike Bianchi and Mark Daniels on FM 96.9 The Game. Powered by Advent Health. That is correct, Advent Health. It's time to feel whole with Advent Health. To learn more, visit AdventHealth.com. Are we still on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yes. Most famous song, Shaft. Is uh, Don't Let Go from The Great Isaac. Mm. He did do Shaft, right? Uh, he did do Shaft, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, what do you want to start with, Mark? Daniels. Uh, there was a text I wanted to get to with Daniels. Oh, I was talking about, um, you know, we were talking about Billy Napier. We'll get into it a little bit later, but. We were talking about Billy Napier, and not only does he have to worry about his recruiting class, he has to worry about you know, you know his own you know keeping his own players intact, like Trevor Etienne, um, Trey Wilson, and I mentioned, hey, you don't think somebody's going to come after those guys? You don't think another school's going to come after Javon Baker? Javon Baker's already transferred, though, Daniels. He wouldn't. He wouldn't necessarily. I mean, the NFL would be more of a possibility for him than than, you know, some other school trying to poach him, right? Well, I don't get into UCF players, what may happen. Uh, but okay. Under, no, 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 I'm but just... but um, players can get a second transfer if you're a graduate transfer and have eligibility left. Oh, 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 that's right, that's right, that's right. So you, okay. I mean, you're going to have transferred once, and then yeah. uh, if you've earned your you're degree right. and yeah. have eligibility left, you don't get a free year if you don't have any eligibility, yeah. but if you have eligibility yeah. left and you still have players that are part of the COVID free year, so there are, are, are players all over the country that... Um, graduate transfers, can they... Graduate transfers can transfer as many times as they want, right? It's a loophole that got really embarrassing in basketball this past summer that they're trying to close, um, <laughs> as UCF knows quite well. Um, but but that is um, 
uh, you know, that is a group of players all across the country that schools have identified of, okay, who who's a graduate transfer that, you know, we can target. So, again, mm-hmm. when people say, wait a minute, I thought you can't get a second transfer. If you have earned your degree and have eligibility left, then you do not have to sit out and you could transfer and play immediately. All right, I wanted to talk about the magic here real quick. Um, did you watch the game last night, and did you think Paolo traveled on his last shot, the game winner, because that's what the Chicago Bulls are alleging, Daniels? Suck it up, Buttercup. Take the loss and move on. <laughs> First off, you didn't it, answer my question. Uh, I don't think he traveled. I think sometimes. I don't either, really. You know. Um, look, if the Magic lose that game, it would have been a second straight bad loss. They should have beat the Nets. They, 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 they I mean, I was out yesterday. They had the Nets beat on yeah. the Tuesday and allowed the Nets to come back, and the Magic just fell apart in the fourth quarter. And yesterday, the Magic were up by a big number, and then Chicago just, 19. Yeah, and then, you know, it's part of the NBA. So it's a, it's a good win to bail yourself out of what would have been a really bad loss. I'm happy that Paolo hit the shot. That's part of the growth of a potential star. Um, you know, wants the basketball, and and even if he missed that shot, I'd be okay with him taking that shot in that moment. So, you know, they 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 bailed themselves out of what would have been a bad loss, and you take the win and you move on. And Mike, come on, I know when you're a big uh, in season uh, tournament bracket, you know, you posted that W last night. I know I did. One yeah, that was in, an one in season tur- play. That was no, I don't think that was an in season tournament oh, game. No, it's last not. Night. Was it? Never mind. Yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow's right. uh, tomorrow's game is an in-season tournament game. They're playing the Bulls Darn again. It. That would be an in-season tournament I game, but you're right. Up. Yeah, <laughs> Daniels, um, where do you sit on the Brandon Kravitz uh, wanting to trade for Zach Levine? Um, I didn't hear who he's giving up. You don't get him for free, so what are you giving up? I know. I, I don't. I didn't actually hear. I just saw he posted something on Twitter that the Magic should pursue that. But didn't tell you who they'd give up? I'm sure he probably did on this show. Oh, okay. I, um, I, I, I was kind of out of it yesterday. Um, I, I I would have reservations about that. Uh, Zach Levine's a talented basketball player. He wants to be a one. Um, you'd have to question what that does to the makeup of your basketball team and have to know who you're giving up. It's not like the Bulls are taking back, uh, you know, end of the bench guys here. If the Bulls come back and say, you know, I want, I want Franz Wagner, Jalen Suggs, and a number one. No. Nah. Okay, well, no. Okay, it's fine. I, you know, I mean, you wouldn't give that up, right? I wouldn't give up Franz Wagner. No, I wouldn't either. Um, so I, I, again, I, in all respect to Brandon, I didn't hear who he suggested be part of a package. So to say it's a stupid idea without hearing his reasoning for it would be unfair. I'd just be, you know, I, I'd, I'd want to know what you're giving up. You know, they're not going to take back Admiral Schofield. Plus, I. I, I and you can shoot this down if you want. Has he really ever led a team to anything? I mean, what's you know he's you know his no, stats but you look could great. Say that about a few guys. I'm not putting him the same level as Damian Lillard, but you know that I mean, as great as Damian was, he didn't carry the Blazers. Um, but I, I would have concerns of uh, the injuries. Um, it's a lot of money, and you know the role that that, that you envision him to play because he, he, he thinks he's the number one option. Uh, wherever he plays, and um, he's talented, but I'm not quite sure that I would say if you trade 
Like, do you think if you trade for him, are the Magic now in the top five in the East? Maybe some basketball people would tell you that, but but I, I still need to know who am I giving up. If you're saying, hey, you just add him and you're not giving up anything, yeah, sure, okay, that's fine, but <laughs> right. you got to give something yeah. up to get something. Hey, maybe we can give him Goga. Goga. Yeah, I'm sure the Bulls would say straight up it works. There's a little salary cap issue there, but... <laughs> Goga looked good last night, Daniels. Uh, he's giving them some minutes as Wendell Carter Jr. is out with uh, Mo Wagner, and the Magic are surviving against some matchups where they're able, uh, you know, to survive. But um, you know, again, it, it it it's a nice win. It almost became a really ugly loss. Do you think uh, we are seeing the end of the Billy Donovan? Uh, I'm not going to say era, but the end of the Billy Donovan's uh, coaching stint in Chicago this year. If they don't make the playoffs, I think so. I think that, um, you know, they've tried to redo that thing a couple of times since he's been there. It's not always Billy's fault. It's, it's sometimes a piece that they give him to play. If you watch that team last night, that team isn't going anywhere. With Zach Levine, yeah. you know, I mean, they're not going anywhere. Um, they might be a, a you know playing team, but but that team's not contending, and the makeup of that roster right now doesn't look like it's going to be contending anytime soon. Um, so I, I I could see if the Bulls end up having a sub five hundred year, and you just feel like the franchise is stalled, that maybe both parties just agree at parting of the way. Didn't they think that 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 DeRozan, Vooch, and Zach Levine would be sort? Didn't they think that that would be a sort of a contending yeah. team? Yeah, not a favorite, but a team that you know could certainly advance past the first round, and um, it just hasn't worked out. I mean, health is a problem. Um, Has Vooch been a disappointment up there? Do you I think? I think probably for what they thought, his numbers are not that far off. But I don't think he's their only problem. I think they had some other role players that haven't panned out, and uh, the three they thought were going to you know kind of carry them hasn't been the case. Been some injury issues with Zach Levine and. DeRozan at times plays really well. Other times it's just, you know, stat filling a sheet up. And, and uh, they're just, they look like a lot of teams stuck in the middle of the NBA where the Knicks have been for 65 years. Yeah. Well, it'll be the Hawks just... last night. <laughs> My man Julius Randle. You know what I call Julius Randle, KB? Once a week. What does that mean? He shows up once a week. It's perfect. <laughs> You know, the, other, the other three games, I don't know, but once a week he's going to give you 29 and 12 or something like that. Remember a couple of years ago how high you guys were on, on Julius Randle? I was I, I was high on Julius Randle until they gave him that massive contract. Is that what happened? I he like got, hungry got, players, and then he got, he got fat, both in the wallet and on the court. <laughs> then he yeah. didn't like, and then he didn't like when the Knicks made Jalen Brunson the, you know, the first option. Is that what happened? Well, that's what happened last year, and 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 you know he he pouted a lot because late game situations, you know he you know he he became Carmelo Anthony, meaning give him the basketball and that's it. Four guys staring and watch him try to back down and take an off balance shot. And Jalen Brunson was like, you know, I could actually drive and get to the basket and maybe get fouled. And then Tom Thibodeau just let Jalen create, and Julius didn't like that because he wasn't the option anymore. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Wow. All right, straight ahead, we have college football to talk about. Of course, we love talking college football. 
on the bridge. We also have an NFL story that is brewing that I want to get get to with you as well, Daniels. Um, and we have one last NBA story to get to. Uh, but first, let's talk about a furniture store that is near and dear to my heart. I'm talking about Whitmire's Furniture. Why do I love Whitmire's Furniture? Well, I used to drive by them every single day when I would be going to work downtown in Orlando. And I always wanted to get some furniture there, and I never stopped. Well, I needed a bed a few months ago. So I go, you know what? I'm going to go to Whitmire's Furniture because I always wanted to go in there. I went in there, and it was like stepping into a piece of Orlando history. They've been there since 1947. They were founded by two brothers who came back from fighting in World War II, and they were looking to start a business, so they started Whitmire's Furniture. now owned by the second generation of Whitmire brothers. It really is a part of the fabric of our community. They specialize in quality American-made furniture at affordable prices. They have a large selection of Amish furniture as well. They are Central Florida's oldest Lazy Boy dealer. So if you're looking for a recliner for that man cave, this is the place to go. It's the perfect place to get your home ready for the holidays. You can find them at 815 West Colonial or WhitmyersFurniture.com. That's WhitmyersFurniture.com. Welcome back to The Bridge, brought to you by Advent Health. Help a local child spending their holidays in the hospital. Be a part of Advent Health for Children's Day of Giving on December 13th. And know that your gift will help pay for necessities like housing and transportation for families whose kids are undergoing treatment in our community. Donate now at GiveForKidsToday.com. Daniels, can I read you a call, uh, uh, email I just got? Yes, Mike, please. I'm going to go no on this. All right. What was that? Sorry. Kelly's uh, doing some production work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So I wrote a column in today's Orlando Sentinel. You can read that at orlandosentinel.com. It's a, notes co- it's a notes column. Thank you. But the lead was about just, you know, Jimbo's exorbitant buyout and how he quadrupled Gus's buyout when Gus was at Auburn. Um, and Gus has the second highest buyout um, for a public institution of higher learning. So I, I got this email from a, a Gator Booster. I won't I won't tell you who the Gator Booster is, okay. but here's what it said. Your Jimbo Gus column was a joy to read and left me smiling. The absurd buyout deals are another element in today's college sports that I see as justification for my giving back eight season tickets and booster memberships at the University of Florida after several decades. Buyout costs in the context of the Fuhrer by alleged and real Gator fans over Billy Napier's mediocre record is apparently irrelevant to those who want to kick him out. It won't be the whiners, though, will it? My analysis is that Coach Napier needs someone, Scott Strickland, Ben Sass, or Gator Booster's board president, to stand up for him and announce that he has both support and commitment to allowing him allow him to build his program. Jimbo had six seasons to please the fanatics and deep pockets at A&M. Billy should get five, wondering where you stand, end quote. 
I've said many times, I think Billy Napier deserves time. I think he deserves at least four years. I don't know if he deserves five or he'll get five, but he deserves at least four years. But that's not what I wanted to ask you about. You, you've talked about this. Um, fans and boosters. I think a lot of them just feel tapped out, Daniels. And I think when they see these buyouts, they see, you know, all of this NIL money they're being asked to contribute. I, I think a, I think it's turning a lot of fans and boosters off. I do. And I don't know what the answer is, but I can tell you, I, I know I know quite a few boosters that are turned off by all of this continuous be, continuously being asked for money and then watching how their schools spend it so just well, wondering I, your thoughts I, yeah i think there's a um there's a lot of uh parts that you you bring up uh, from that email that you're just talking about there because i think there's several things that are different here i think for example <clears throat> um i think fans and donors are confused um frustrated uh, about giving and support and things like that. You've spoken to people that have donated to Florida and and other schools. I've spoken to people, both UCF, Florida, Seminoles, Hurricanes, people that I know that either A, um, are tired of getting the phone call, the email, or the text about giving. Where's my money going? You have, I think, some older generation donors that have supported the program, Mike, that don't like the concept of, so you want to take X amount of my dollars and give players. They don't want that. And they're hearing something, well, you know, it's important in this new NIL era. So there's that frustration. I think there's some fans that are frustrated about the portal um, and NIL. And this is, uh, this is it's an economy that has happened quickly. And it's no different than other economies that there's confusion, frustration, and at some point it begins to develop oversight and settle in. We're not at that stage yet. And so, so it's not uncommon to see what's happening here. So that part, I think, is frustrating people. The buyouts, I, I, I'm not quite sure people are as frustrated except when the hire goes bad at your place. And then you wonder, why did we commit so much money? Why did we give that extension? Um, and things like that. We're going to have to continue this in, in just a moment. We've got to say goodbye to the audience in Tallahassee. If you want to keep listening to Mike and I on the bridge, go to the iHeart app, search 96.9 The Game. Otherwise, Mike will talk to you tomorrow morning. Let's pause for station notification. So I think you have that frustration uh, uh, from donors and supporters about where's my money going? You want it to go here. You want it to go there. You still have wannabe GMs like you're seeing at Texas A&M and some other places um, that you know believe that if I'm given this money, I can control it. Um, so there's just a lot of different topics, items that um, frustrate fans if your team's not winning. If your team's winning, you know nobody really cares, but... There's the element of the unknown market about players that a quarterback costs this, and or, you know a high school player costs that, and how you get that money. And this is the biggest time for that. As I mentioned to you earlier this week, I told you Billy Napier's biggest challenge, and it's every coach. It's how do you handle the uh, you know the next month uh, where your record may not be what you and your fans had hoped it be in retaining players, acquiring players, keeping a recruiting class, whether you're um, 
the number two team in the country or the number 42 team in the country. That is what November's become. That portal opens December 4th. And nobody waits till the night of December 3rd to go, okay, where are we at? <laughs> and right. that's what right. makes November uh, a crazy month for head coaches who are trying to be head football coach, CEO, treasurer to you know the money and how it's being distributed. Uh, do I have enough money? We don't have enough money. Call that booster. Call this person. We got to get this. Call the AD. How we get money? You know, you were talking earlier today um, about accountability for these dollars, and we can get into that in a, in a moment for you. But believe me, every every head coach, every person in charge of recruiting on their staffs works with every AD and whoever's in charge of the collective. And they're all operating in a gray area because no one really follows the rules because you can't follow the rules in the business that's out there. You're not supposed to contact players all during the season. Everybody contacts players. You're not supposed to move money from the university to the collective and around. Everybody moves money around. Um, so, so no one's enforcing it, so therefore everybody works in that kind of gray area and just accepts that that's the way it is. I, I, you know how athletic departments work a lot more than I do, but it seems to me in this email I just read to you, the guy goes, um... You know, it won't be the whiners' money that's paying for the buyouts. It'll be you know, you know they just they just want a coaching change. They don't care how you get it. They're not paying for it. Correct. Right? I, I think there's a, I think there's a thought out there, and you always talk about you know, SEC schools and you know, there's a faucet at the athletic director's desk, and they just turn the faucet on, and the money pours out. I, in many ways, that may be true, but but there really isn't an endless supply of money. Like like the Gators, for instance, um, they're in debt. They've got a lot of debt there, Daniels. Do, do, does that even matter to athletic departments, or do will they just go further into debt? Like like you know, the Gators owe a bunch of money. They mm-hmm. they're, they're not their their budget is not. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how solvent the Gators' budget is. Quite yeah. frankly, well, the answer. But, but to, do, do they care? Well, it, it depends. Some debt is is you know manageable, but my point about the faucet. What's happened now? I'll agree. Before you can t- uh, turn the faucet on and water came out, now there's more cups seeking water. So there's more hands in front of the faucet that are fighting. You know, now there's like four different hands going. Wait, I, you know, I need some, and 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 they're pushing uh, back and forth. Um, I, you know, Florida. And Mike, you know a lot more people than I do. I mean, I I know some bull gators, and you know some bull gators that do not want to pay for players. They, you know, for generations, their families have given money on buildings that are not in athletics or other programs, and some in athletics. And some of those older people uh, are not interested in the person, the collective that calls and says, "Hey, you know, about that million dollars. You know, are you okay if we take half of that and put it towards player acquisition?" And some are saying, "No." By the way, it happens at every place. At every yeah. school. Um, and then it gets into the area that you talked about today, about where does that money come from and the accountability for it. You know, it's amazing, Mike, that all, you know, most of these athletic departments are nonprofit. You know, yeah. and they're nonprofit yeah. for a reason. Um, and it's amazing that when they put the uh, revenues and expenses, they're like, wow, came out to the same number. That's incredible. Every year. So like the P- remember the PGA Tour is nonprofit, too. Right, so it is. Um, it is a little bit of a mystery. I do think that there is a sense of frustration. Um, 
in the collective world, I may be wrong on this. There's some people that will tell you that, no, you know, the collectives are forming associations, and they're, and that's true. Some places are doing better than others. I just, I think in a lot of places, the current model's not sustainable. It's not. And I don't know what the solution is. Um, you know, Texas a may have endless dollars in their NIL pool to buy players, but I think there are some other brands out there that are pretty good brands in college football that are challenged because you've got to grow that base of people and call it whatever you want. They're not donating. They're giving you money. You know, now at some point you better grow at a pace because you can't keep asking the same people to give you money with no return on their investment. Millionaires become millionaires in multiple ways. You inherit wealth and you grow it or you work really hard and you get some luck along the way and you become wealthy. But you usually invest in something because you want the financial return. An emotional return goes just so far. Now, there may be some people that have made hundreds of millions of dollars that they can become wannabe GMs. But most people that I know that have significant wealth like to continue to make money as opposed to, here, take my money, buy players, and I get nothing back for it other than emotional satisfaction on Saturdays. And I think that's... That's where a lot of collectives are, and at some point are going to find out that that water faucet is slowing down. Yeah, and and back to Florida real quick. And, again, I think Billy Napier deserves some time. I've said that ad nauseum, all right? The, 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 the ridiculous talk that he should be fired if he finishes with a five-game losing streak this year and all of that I think is, is ludicrous. But, but, but. I think there's a thought out there. Hey, we can just uh, pay off his thirty-five million dollar bout, no problem. I don't know that that's. Daniels, I don't know that Florida can afford to pay thirty-five million dollars. Let me just say that you might be right because Jimbo's deal was spread out. I mean, it is seventy-seven million dollars, but it is spread out over years. It's a lot of money. But I don't know what uh, uh, Napier's deal is if he gets you know all or one offsets. But I think you're right, Mike. People act like take half that amount, okay? <laughs> Seventeen five, whatever. People act like there's a budget line that's got like endless dollars to do that. No, that money comes from someplace. <laughs> right. Nobody goes in going, okay, we signed this coach, okay, but make sure we've got twenty million over here so when we fire him in two or three years. That money comes from someplace. Athletic departments sometimes borrow money from the university. Yes, it's at a favorable rate, but sometimes you get blowback of a university that goes, No, we're not giving you more uh money and things like that. And um I think people forget that sometimes, and that's why I, I I say this is an economy that's evolving. There's limited oversight right now, and it's happened so quickly. It's not different than similar industries that pop up. I, you know, when I'm just pulling comparison, people, you know, a, a cryptocurrency, wow, it's fantastic, and everybody wants a part of it, and then it, you know, it blew up. Um, and then you learn about the FTXs of the world, the limited oversight, and while Bitcoin's made a comeback. Uh, the majority of uh, of cryptocurrencies are crap. The you know the NFT world is down ninety nine percent. And two years ago, people told you that was the greatest investment. Oh, NFT, remember that, Daniel? Right, it, it's down ninety nine percent. So you know, industries and economies evolve, and it may take five, ten years. And the college football structure, not necessarily in the playing field, but the business of college football, may look significantly different in five to ten years. Maybe athlete, you know, maybe football players are employees. Maybe universities are responsible for paying them. But I will tell you this: if you think that's the answer, then some of your favorite teams are going to have to tell you the truth. 
that they can't afford to compete with other brands, and that includes some Power 5 schools. You could tell some Power 5 schools today, uh, you're out of the collective business, you're in the business of paying players directly, and they would tell you, then we're going to be stuck in 12th place forever because they w- will not be able to compete with other brands. And that's why this model has to uh, evolve. But I think the majority of collectives are challenged right now. They really are because are you growing the people that are giving you money to buy players? That's what it is. Nobody asks about who the business is of the athletes endorsing, and, and, and there are thousands of legitimate deals like that. It's just straight cash, homie. We need money to go buy players. <laughs> right. And in the right. month of November, every football program is out asking for money because they're preparing now, not not December 4th. You need deals done December 4th. You are negotiating now with players. You are contacting people to third parties saying, hey, would he take X to come here? That's that That's happening now. It's not supposed to, but it is. And that's why... November has become so crazy, not just for who should be ranked fourth in the college football playoff rankings, but for how much money do we have to go buy players? I'm curious, too, and you, you've referenced this a couple times, and I know a lot of, you know, mostly older college football fans that are against players making money, all right? And you, you, know, you said there are some boosters who don't want to contribute to the NIL fund because they're against players making money. I, I'm just curious that that mindset. All right, <laughs> about like like they'll 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 contribute money for you know coaches making nine million dollars a year and for these palatial facilities that you don't really need. Quite frankly, all right. They'll contribute money for that. They'll contribute money for these these excessive staffs that all the colleges want now. But they won't. Why are they against the players getting money? Well, two answers. Uh, uh, one is uh, the building is a tax write off that I've given you money for. <laughs> so that, okay. All right. Okay. That's the second fair is I can see, touch, and feel if I give to help build the new locker room for the soccer team whether my name's on or not, and I can feel like okay. I'm helping a program. Me giving okay. money that goes to a 17-year-old with no guarantee that he's going to play, be successful, and lead the team uh, to victories is an investment that they don't feel is worth it. Like it, it, It's just not how they have operated in, in giving money. By the way, you mentioned earlier about you know people give money, you don't know where it goes. Every donor's got a right to put into the agreement that they have a say in where that money goes. Look, I I, I give to the University of Central Florida. I decide where mm-hmm. I want that money to go. Yeah. Uh, and where, and where does your money go? That's nobody's business. But but <laughs> no. But 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 every time I give money, uh, uh-huh. I'm given the option. Is there a specific place program that you would like this money to go? And for me, I do that. Others don't. And that's fine. It, it, uh, a donor can give a million dollars and say, "Hey, I trust you guys." Use it where you see is best needed. Um, But every donor gets a chance to say, I'd like the money earmarked uh, for this, and that's fine. At Texas A&M... How much money do you give? How much money do you give? Again, that's nobody's business. (laughs) But, Mike, (laughs) if you take Ross Bjork's word at Texas A&M, there are no athletic department dollars going towards Jimbo's bite. It's coming from the 12th Man Foundation, which means okay, their why, donors why, why are Why should I take his word, though? No, no, no. I'm just saying, if you take his word, that's what he's told you. 
Now, if you're questioning the accounting of that, that's yes, a fair that's question. what I do. I do. I question it. Well, that's a fair question because while a university is audited, most athletic departments are not. And uh, now most universities want to know where dollars are going, but there's a reason why certain athletic departments are structured in a way that it's hard to track exactly where dollars are going. Exactly. So anyway, all right. All right, let's come back and tackle some of the topics that Mike and I were going to talk about next. Kelly, why'd you pick this song? I wanted to switch it up a bit. Hadn't played something like this in a while. Trinellos. Who is this? The Trinellos. Mm. Why do you ask, by the way, Daniel? I'm just curious. It's like an obscure song, and I'm like, oh. I mean, I know you've got a great library of music. Mike, can I ask you one more question about uh, college football and Florida football? Yeah, I'm a. I feel a little guilty now. What happens? You told me you contribute to UCF. I feel I need to contribute. Well, how about the Kelly Velez Fund? (laughs) Yeah. Uh. (laughs) The ding. There it is, the ding. Yeah, or the human fund. Jeff Colhane, uh, the radio voice of the Seminoles, who congratulated you on the air, by the way. That was very nice. So anyway, he called for the ding the other day. Called for Kelly to do the ding. Ah, nice. He said something, and he's, yeah. Good. Teaching the audience about the uh, intricacies of the show. So, so I, I want to ask you a question. Sometimes it's the dreaded uh, support or the necessary. Do you think either the president or the AD at Florida needs to say something in support of Billy Napier, or is that the kiss of death? I, I don't. No, I think that they should. I think they should probably come out and say something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's the kiss of death at all. Okay. I mean, that that's sort of the, that's sort of how people, ta- oh, they are the dreaded right. vote of comp. Uh, is that really the case? I mean, I don't know. I'd be curious what the response would be in today's 24-7 cycle. Like, oh, that's the biggest kiss of death. And I don't know if Billy needs it. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe his AD has made it very clear, hey, I, I don't need to make that statement. And in a way, he told you that. When you wrote that column and interviewed him a couple months ago. That was before the season. Yeah. And Ben Sass, I mean, I, I, I'm not even sure he's there. I, I, I what even... is what is going on with the University of Florida's president, Daniels? I, 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 am, I am astounded. The guy, he's been on the job since, I think, June. Yeah. So that's July, August, September, October. So five months he's been on the job. And he hasn't even spoken yet. He hasn't had a press conference. This is the University of Florida, the oldest university in the state of Florida, the richest university in the state of Florida, a public university, and he hasn't spoken? Yeah. Isn't that strange? Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of things strange about the hiring process of Ben Sass at Florida. That was just, you know, if you ask people that covered it, they were like, wait, what? Who? Huh? 
Yeah, guy from Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. And the whole thing was really weird. I mean, I, I, again, different times. I remember having lunch at the Bratskeller with Marshall Kreiser when he was president of Florida. Dude was out all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bernie Matchett and so forth. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I I don't know. I was just curious um, about the whole vote of confidence thing, and uh, I'm not quite sure. What do you think? I don't think it's needed. I think you're almost feeding the media on that. And um, okay. yeah. I think it's the job of Scott Strickland to make sure that if he believes Billy Napier is the right person for the job, that you just communicate and say, hey, just if you think he's doing it right, then you just keep supporting. Say, hey, just try to block out that noise and keep with the grind. You can check in on some things and so forth. And you mentioned you know, about recruiting and again, different service and so forth. And I don't know if um, 24-7 had taken into account the, the, the latest decommits. Rivals had four at 12. Not saying anything wrong with the class of 12. Um but that's part of what this interesting November is. Like, you know, three kids didn't decide in five days, um, wow, I, I think I'll decommit. And I'm not saying they're doing anything wrong. It's the business of college football. Everybody comes after your players, and that's why November is just a wild show in college football on the field and off the field. Just crazy. Let me ask you a question about yeah. recruiting. Uh-huh. Right? And, and obviously this is a very general question and nobody really knows the answer. You know, I'm a, different answers for different recruits, all right? But in general, in general, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you three factors, all right? About what is and I want you to to put them in order. What do you think the main factors are for a recruit choosing a school? To go to, all right. Um, number one factor: marquee program that wins, a winning program. All right. Number two, and I'm talking about winning on, at a high level, like your your, your Georgia's, Alabama's, you know, high level of winning. All right. Successful program, successful program. Let's make successful program. Number two, chance to play early. That would probably be your not successful programs, all right? Chance to play early. Number three, NIL. And I put them in, that's not my order. Those, that's just how I'm telling them to you. What do you. How would you order those as far as most important factors? Uh, money. Uh, money. Okay, so you think NIL is by far the number one factor. Not NIL, it's just money. Okay, okay well, yeah, pay for play. I think pay it's for money, right. uh, perceived playing time, and a winning brand. And um, I think that uh, um, high school players, I talk about evolving industries, I think high school players are part of an amazing transition in the process of college opportunities, meaning offers, because you have to make a decision uh, about, hey, am I elite? Am I a true elite player that they believe that I can come in and play quick? Or are they heavy portal, and am I likely looking at leaving? Um, and when I leave, in what position am I leaving? Am I leaving with less leverage where I'm not going to make as much money at my next school? Or am I going to a place that I can showcase, and then if I decide to leave because I'm talented, I can make a lot more than I made on my first choice? The other part of that is kids that just don't get P5 offers anymore. And yeah. we're watching that shift now where, like, you go take a look, Mike, at recruiting rankings. You've got, you know, anywhere from, uh, you know, 25, 20, 17, uh, 16 commits. And 
you, know, you take a look at rankings, which is why the ranking system is flawed because it's based on total number of signees. You can take a look at average recruit and maybe get a better lead, uh, reading on that. It's because some schools are just emphasizing the portal. Now, you may still say, well, wait a minute, you know, they got 22, 24. How can they go, uh, you know, portal as well? They'll just run kids off. I mean, every coach right now in this crazy month of November has probably got a list of 8 to 10 players they know they got to run off because they need a scholarship. Like, hey, you should probably enter the portal. You're not going to play here. That's also going on right now. But I do think for elite recruits, it's about how much money. It's about what's my realistic playing time. And it's about the brand that I'm at. Because if I transfer from a big brand, uh, uh, I'm probably going to make more money because I signed with that big brand. What? Do you think recruiting, I'm talking about high school recruiting. Yeah. Do you think the high school recruiting rankings are, are really all that important these days when you have the portal and so many so many programs are just replenishing their rosters via the portal. I think it still is at the moment because the numbers do pan out. If you take a look, now not everybody, you know, Jimbo had great recruiting classes, but I mean, if you take a look at that Georgia roster, that is not a heavy portal roster. You know, now Nick's gone a little bit more portal in recent years and so forth, but for some elite brands, Ohio State, yeah, that's translated to a lot of wins. So for some it does, but again, I still think that's all um, evolving. Just, you know, take a look at how Gus has built this thing and, and still building. He's got a chance of the greatest recruiting class and be a top 30 class, which for UCF would be incredible, but he also knows, mm-hmm. okay, I, I'm probably going to go find some veterans at some positions because the league that I'm in. And, you know, and, and yet he, it's still important to him to get the high school kids. I mean, last night on the radio show, we had John Walker on, and God, he's just an impressive player, both on the field and off the field. And, you work hard to get those guys because it it's a ripple effect to elite players. Wait local. a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, oh I wanted to bring that up with you. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, had, yeah. You had a true freshman player? Back-to-back weeks. Uh, we had Braden Marshall on last week from Lake Mary. who got his first interception of the game. We had John Walker, who is going to make, I think, every all-freshman team out there um, as a you know part-time starter, but part of the role. Yeah, freshman, Mike. 18-year-old kids coming on a radio show. Another another. Archaic Billy Napier. Billy Napier just hurts himself sometimes. He doesn't let his tra- Daniel. He doesn't let his true freshman players talk. Trey Wilson can't talk. Are you kidding me? In today's world, we don't even know if Trey Wilson's going to be at Florida next year. By the way, you know who recommends out. the players for our radio show each week? Because we have Gus and two players. Gus. Yeah. And he tells the players. Yeah. He goes, listen. Some of you are going to be invited to go on the radio show, and here's why it's good for you, whether that's a fifth-year senior or a first-year player. And, and he he sent us freshmen. Well, why do you think Billy Napier – I know it's a Nick Saban type of policy, and Saban has that rule, but come on, Saban is – Saban's you know, 70 years old. I don't know. Uh, I think – now, uh, look, I'll admit, you, you, you come on the UCF radio show, uh, You know, I'm not grilling you with questions that guys in the media, when the noise is being raised – you know, might throw some questions that you think an 18-year-old is not ready to handle. But I also think that some coaches go a bit too far um, when it comes Daniels, to... These guys players. are signing six- I, and seven-figure NIL I, like, deals. They're, they're playing in I'm, front of 100,000. I'm with you on this. I, 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 I think it's part of the growing process. Heck, I'm the one that thinks football should be a major in college. And part of it is teaching players how to handle things like uh, press conferences and all the other jobs in the sport. So. 
Good for Gus Malzahn for allowing fresh. Mike Norvell does as well. I don't know if Mario Cristobal. Don't he's sort of from the saving tree yeah. as well. All right. Peace. Love. Boiled peanuts. Have a great show. Thanks, Mike. Thursday edition of Sports is next. Hello. It is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.